This message comes from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, reaching out with Rock Solid Hope in Rim Country, April 4th, 2021. 1 Corinthians 15, 19-26 Sometimes we might fail to see what's coming. That happened to me before where, you know that happens, you see a little ant running across the countertop and you squish it thinking, die ant, there. Problem solved. Of course, we know that that ant has left a trail, of a chemical trail that will lead the entire ant colony. It's a trail that says, come, something sticky, sweet, bring the whole colony. And after that one ant, many more will follow, unless you take care of the problem with the whole thing. We can fail sometimes to see what is to come and not see the significance of something. That's what was happening with the Christians in ancient Corinth as they knew Christ had risen, but they failed to see the impact it had for their lives and what was to follow, the significance of that event. So this morning we'll see, as we look at the resurrection and look at Paul's encouragements for them, as we look at the significance of Christ's resurrection, we see many good things will follow. And maybe you can understand the Corinthian Christians were struggling a little bit seeing the impact of Christ's resurrection. It's not that they were denying the resurrection, first of all. We, we might sometimes read through this chapter in 1 Corinthians 15 and, and think that they're somehow saying there was no resurrection. They knew that. Paul refreshes their memory as he explains that very same Jesus who was crucified, who many of them saw killed, and he was placed in his tomb. That very same Jesus rose from the grave and appeared to many witnesses, and they shared the news with so many others. At one point, Paul mentions even 500 at one time, many who are still alive. They knew Jesus has risen. Except a lot of them didn't see the significance of what that meant for their lives. Yes, he's, he's the exception. He rose But what about us? So they failed to see the good things that followed from their Lord's resurrection. And maybe we can understand why, because the truth of what Paul says here in the middle of the chapter, for in Adam all die. They understood the impact of that man. They knew what happened because Adam had disobeyed in the garden. And with the devil's deception, he took that forbidden fruit He followed that trail right to the poison. And yes, in Adam, all die. Almost like it's an irresistible path that we must all follow from birth. There's that trail saying, here's something sticky sweet, and we all follow it right to our death. It's inevitable. And that's, that's the truth that the Corinthians experienced when someone died. And that's what we're most familiar with, isn't it? that bad things follow, that we follow in the tracks of that one man and we all as a race are doomed to death and under God's wrath. You know, this past year at Rock of Ages, we'd had a number of people that were placed on hospice care. Some people connected with our church right now are on hospice care. But what is hospice care after all? Some people say it's maybe six months, but it's making the person comfortable until they die. If that's hospice, then aren't we all, in a sense, 
on an extended version of hospice care? Isn't our life just trying to make ourselves comfortable until we die? As Paul says, for in Adam, that one man, all die. That's what the Corinthians were familiar with, and that's what we are familiar with. No exceptions, except for that one man. And Paul says, as in Adam, all die. So in Christ, all will be made alive. For since death came by a man, the resurrection of the dead is also going to come by a man. The significance of what happened with the fall into sin is undone by the one man, Jesus Christ. Just as the impact of Adam's sin brought us pain, toil, sweat, death, and God's curse, the work and the death and life of Christ brings us a far greater blessing and gift for all that follow him. Paul says, In fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. You know, in the Old Testament, it started actually with Easter, seven weeks leading up to Pentecost, when the people received a crop from their harvest, whether it was from the tree or from the vine or the field. They were to take that first fruit of the crop and bring it as an offering to God, the first fruits. And the reason they were doing this is because they recognized coming in Pentecost, the, the Feast of Weeks and Harvest, there was going to be a harvest. God would provide. And that first bit of crop, the first fruits, was a significant reminder for them that God had provided and more blessings would follow. Christ is the first fruits from the grave, the first to rise and never die again, the first with many to follow because of the work of our God. This is the picture Paul gives us, that in Christ all will be made alive. And he gives us the sequence here, each in his order. Christ as the first fruits, and then Christ's people at his coming. You see, he rose, and the blessings that follow are for, it says, Christ's people. Maybe your Bible might translate it, those who belong to Christ. The significance of his resurrection is the most important event in all of history. That one exception, Jesus Christ, was not an exception. He was the first. And you and all who belong to Christ will join with him, rising to life, never to die again. Those who belong to Christ are not those who have completed some grand work or scheme. Those who belong to Christ, the scriptures make clear, are you who trust in him. And through faith, he has made you his. In your baptism, he put his name on you, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Christ says, if you have been baptized, you have been clothed in him, and you are his own. And because you belong to Christ, you will be gathered in with that harvest when Christ comes again and all of his people rise. Then the ancient Corinthians, their companions who had died, and you and all those who had died in Christ will rise, following Christ into glory. You see how the significance of his resurrection means more good things are to come. But, but Paul's not done there. He goes on. He says, Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has done away with every other ruler, every other authority and power, so Jesus brings back people to life 
But more than that, the blessings that follow is by his resurrection, he wins the victory for us. You know, I mentioned that if you squish an ant, more will come. We know that in order to, to solve the problem, you have to take care of the colony. You have to eradicate it. Or maybe if there's termites in your home, you're going to want the exterminator not just to squish one or two, you're going to want them to kill the source. But we know that still, even then, there's going to be another colony or another hive or something that's going to take over and harm and destroy. But with Christ, he not only kills the source of our pain and our enemies, he eradicates the species. Every enemy, every power, ruler, and authority, the devil and all of his demons and all that harm and destroy, forever gone. Can we see how the significance of Christ means more blessings to follow? It means for us life never to die again, belonging to Christ and everything bad gone. Well, but how long will this last? More blessings follow. He says, he must reign until he's put all his enemies under his feet. Death is the last enemy to be done away with. Now picture the blessings that follow. Not only will we rise, not only will we live with our God and Christ never to die again, all enemies will be gone, but this is an everlasting, eternal blessing that we have in Christ. The significance of what happened, what we celebrate on Easter, goes on into eternity with nothing to harm or destroy, no enemy, and not even death. What we see here is God has good things in store. The picture here is those who had fallen asleep. Some of your translations might put it more figuratively, those who have died. But for us, that's all death is now. Those who die in Christ are merely waiting. The night has passed and morning will come. You know, we know how we can recognize the signs when things will follow. Uh, I used to serve in Minnesota and you would recognize when fall was coming because you would hear that first sound of a geese in the air. And as the flock of geese came by, you knew that more were going to come and that the days were going to get colder and that the land was going to be barren and winter was coming. Around here in the high desert, we recognize too, when the leaves fall, it'll be dry and barren for a time and the days will be colder. But what we see in Christ is the first sign of life. It's like in spring when we now see the, the flowers first coming out and blooming. And you know, you can recognize as the days are getting warmer and you see those first blooms that life is coming and more life will follow. So it is with Christ's resurrection. We look and behold at him living and alive in glory and we know that we will follow him in glory. Many good things will follow. You who through faith belong to our Lord, our risen living Lord Jesus. Amen.